to Nats Talk on the Go, the longest-running Washington Nationals podcast going today. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our supporters club, Nats Talk on the Go, Special Ops. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Drugan and Craig McHenry. Joe and Craig, let's do it. Well, everyone, uh, sorry for the technical difficulties for those of you who are trying to listen to the live stream and listen to presumably three different sporting events at one time, this podcast, a baseball game, and a hockey game? That would be uh, most impressive. Well, I'm I'm doing it, and I'm recording it. Wow. <laughs> I'm... And I wish you guys could see Joe right now. He's like got the arms behind the the head right now it's fantastic yeah he's just chilling like a villain i'm i was so looking forward to this because you know we we tweeted out last week was just it was a literal impossibility to get a podcast to happen and then i was so excited to get on and talk to everybody and then google decided to google so um we're gonna google gonna google google pulled neverton today yo oh are we making that a thing it's i have (laughs) It I, I I cope with with humor. Yeah, I know it's it, it hurts. Uh, I think of our listeners, maybe Fang will get what we're talking about. Yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know. We've got there's a Liverpool fan out there, uh, Josh Nelson, maybe. Oh, I didn't know that. Eric Baker, Eric Baker, maybe, maybe. maybe. If we were on, if we were live right now, we, we the worst, the yeah. worst. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna get through this one and then not next week because next week we've got a special episode. But the, very special episode of Nats Talk on the Go, the after school special. <laughs> nice. Joe gets addicted to caffeine pills, <laughs> and I'm he's so, so excited I'm and so scared. scared. Uh, <laughs> good, good use of the voice there. Um, Thank you. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, next week's episode is always going to be an offline show because we're going to do an interview and it's just a little bit too difficult to do it otherwise. But then the week after that, when we're back to the, our normal schedule, we're going to try something different, I think. If we Whoa! So we'll see if I can make that happen uh, in the meantime. But so, yeah, we got baseball's really underway. Last time we talked, baseball had technically started, but now... Baseball's really underway. Baseball has really started, and psst, Joe. Hey, Craig. The Nets look really darn good at baseball. <laughs> yeah, they they look awesome. They look yeah. everything is clicking from the you know the the relationships to the to the way that people are put to the way that Dusty Baker is making decisions as far as replacing players. Um, everything is is clicking and that's what you want to see this early in the year there have not been a lot of nationals seasons even the really good ones that have started off clicking like this yeah uh and i i just had to pull up uh from our text conversation earlier just because it was too too classic of a line uh winner winning is better than doing not that yes is how you put it yes as we were talking yeah i i was like that's that's about the most intelligent thought that i could put together before the podcast tonight but um it's it is different when you are watching a team that is just there are enough guys clicking at all times that the rest of it doesn't matter you know there are things that, there are obviously things that you would like to have happen that are better um but it doesn't it doesn't really matter and that's kind of the nice part um it, it's it's impressive to watch what they're able to what they've been able to put together early on 
Yeah, and it's been a combination of things. We've seen really solid pitching performances from both the starting lineup, or the starting rotation, and the bullpen. We've seen great bench performance. We've seen great rotation in using those bench players. Um, everyone's producing enough. Some people could be producing more, and I'm not talking about Bryce Harper. Uh, Obviously not. But it's everything seems to be clicking at the right time right now. So it's great to see after a very up-and-down season last year um, outside of about a month. So it's nice to see uh, a happy clubhouse, uh, happy Uncle Ray post-game, yeah, oh, all of that. Elated, elated Uncle Ray. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, We're going to get into a lot more uh, over the next you know hour or so, but winning baseball is a lot of fun, and we've been lucky that we've seen such great performances so far this year from several players. Yeah, what do you make of this thought process that um, that the competition's been weak and um, you know Harper and Strasburg kind of carrying the team, but the competi- the competition's been weak and uh, you can't really tell what the team's going to be because they're play- they played the, the Braves a few times, the Marlins a few times, the Phillies, you know, no, no real big big challenges so far. Well, I mean, the Braves did start the season. Oh and nine. Yeah, it's not. It's not good, and Cotton. <laughs> they were expected to be one of the worst teams in baseball, yeah. as were the Phillies. Yeah. So, how is that the Nationals' fault that they're in the National League East and those two teams are in the process of "quote unquote" rebuilding? Yeah. Um, you can only play the teams on your schedule at any given time. I mean, this is how this is how everything's designed. And this is what they're having to do. Yeah. So you, they're playing. What choice do they have? I'm yeah. sure they'd like some better competition, but I'll, I'll take the wins. Yeah. And you have to have. The only thing you could do is win, like you said, is win against the people that are put on the field every day. And you knew coming into the season that this was the way that it was going to be. Right. There was no, there was no question about that. It was okay. The National League East is not going to be very good. The Washington Nationals and the Mets are going to be at the top of the division, and then there was going to be several layers of dirt, and then there was going to be the rest of the teams. You you knew that coming in. Right. And the Nationals are doing what you need to do to be a competitive team. You need to beat the teams that you are better than. Yeah. They just happen to be doing it a lot. They're beating them by a lot. And handily. Yeah. It, so that's the thing that's impressive is uh, watching them dominate. I mean, just truly, truly dominate uh, has been amazing by big, by big, huge margins. Are you there? I'm here. Are oh, you there? Cool. I'm here. Yep. All okay. right. Uh, They've been dominating by big, huge margins, and I, I think that is the the thing that I have so enjoyed watching them dominate and do. So, um, the so I guess I get what people are saying about the fact that when you're talking about the Nationals as a 
as a you know the power rankings and things like that how could they be that high on the power rankings when they're playing against some pretty tough competition um there is some pretty easy competition tough as in tough as in not good competition um so having a lot of people have them now ranked second or third in their power rankings to start the year but you know again i don't put too much stock into it you you start winning by a lot of margins and you win close games and you come back from behind and you uh have a close game and then hit four home runs in one inning, uh, including two back-to-back in a game to take a dominating lead. It's just fun to watch all of these guys clicking in different ways at different times. And Daniel Murphy, who we haven't even mentioned yet, being a freak of nature still, um, which has yeah. been awesome. Yeah, he's, uh, I, be- I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, uh, I believe I picked him as my surprise player of the year. Hmm. A couple weeks ago. I can find that out pretty quickly here. Yeah, you can. I actually uh, put it in a place. Yes, you did. Uh, Daniel Murphy, uh, I expected, you know, a quality on base guy, really good contact, all the stuff we've talked about before. But mother of God, is he ever getting on base? Yes, as Daniel Murphy is your surprise player for 2016. Look at how that happened. Well, uh, mine was Gio Gonzalez. I'm also feeling pretty okay about that one so far. Yeah, he's uh, he's looked great. I think it's the hair. I think I think it's totally the hair. Also, I mean, also Papa Strength, but I think mostly the hair. Yes, Papa Strength is a is a thing. Can confirm. <laughs> yes, yes, but I do think it's I do think it's the uh, the hair is a big factor. But uh, <laughs> he <laughs> he looks great. I mean, he's uh, he being Murphy. Yes, uh, he's just—he's making contact with everything. He's making an incredible amount of contact. Yeah, and the contact that he's making is really good. I mean, right now he's hitting four twenty, somewhere in the four twenties, with a one thousand two hundred plus OPS. That's okay. I mean, obviously these numbers are not really sustainable unless your name is Bryce Harper. Yeah, in which case um, it might actually be right. But he's putting together a stretch that's just out of this world. I mean, over the beginning of the season, he's got 19 hits, seven walks, couple homers, you know, just great, great numbers so far. He's got an on-base percentage of 500. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Which, that's not bad. Which means half of the time he's getting on base. And this is over the course of two weeks. Yeah, this you is know, this is not three games, which you know the last time we recorded was a couple was a handful of games. So. Exactly. I mean, it's a it is still a small sample size <laughs> in, in terms of looking to see what they may be able to do all year, but it is still it is still an incredible stretch of success for for Murphy, and so that's something you obviously are happy to see. Oh, no question. Um, I want to really quickly talk about switch over to the Strasburg conversation. Yes. Um, because, oh, damn it. Okay, good, I have it. I was like, I had something up, but I lost it. So after his start the other night, Mark, uh, Mark Zuckerman tweeted this out uh, earlier today, and I was like, I need to bring this up. Steven Strasburg's last 16 starts. 11-2, 1.65 ERA, 0.80 whip, 131 strikeouts, and 19 walks. That... Wait, can you can you do that strikeout and walk again? Like, one, 
I want to make sure I heard you. Yeah. But I want to make sure I heard you correctly. One one hundred thirty one strikeouts. Okay. Nineteen walks. <laughs> that's a six. That's almost a seven to one strikeout to walk ratio. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, wow. It's really good. Yeah. It's really really good. Um. So this is why you know coming into this year when you looked at what Harp, I'm sorry what Strasburg did towards the end of the 2015 season. Um, I predicted a big year for him. I, I expected him to be a contender for the real Cy Young in 2016 for the Nationals. Um, and I, I think that he's just proving that he has that ability in order to be this freaking good. Because <laughs> he is... And I'm just pulling up the numbers now. Uh, pitchers with a with higher wins above replacement in the National League... Uh, right now, uh, Fangraphs wins by replacement. Noah Syndergaard is first because uh, he's dumb. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can talk about Syndergaard in a minute. Yeah, uh, Jaime Garcia, which that's interesting, and Steven Strasburg. Yeah, and, I mean, you, you're talking about an elite level pitcher uh, at the moment, and uh, it, it's going to be impressive to see what what he if if he can keep up that pace. With a with a full healthy season for himself because he hasn't really had that yet in his career, so I think it'll be interesting to see what Strasburg is able to do with a full healthy year, um, where he can pitch deep into the year, hopefully into October. Um, and yeah, then, I want to say only twice in his career has he hit thirty starts. Yeah, it's not it's not often. Um, he it, it has been twice in his career he has hit 30 starts yes nailed it yeah 2014 he had 34 starts that's not bad that's a lot of starts that's a good number of starts yeah it's almost hard to believe that's possible um so i think that you're looking at a a kind of a transformational year for strasburg he's had very excellent yeah which is crazy because we've always held him in that highest regard of top 10 pitchers in not just the National League, but sometimes baseball. And here he is taking it to another level that's just, once again, it's a treat to really see. I, I don't think that people outside of, you know, even Nationals fans that have these weird thoughts in, in their head about how he didn't, you know, how he, he, let, he let things get in his head so that makes him not a good pitcher and things like that. Um, I don't think that he kind of got the respect that he deserved because with the you know the the controversy of the 2012 shutdown, which you know made everybody's head explode over and over and over again, is still still making everybody's head explode over and over and over again. And then uh, with the kind of random nagging injuries, plus the fact that yes, there'd be an error behind him, and then he'd end up giving up some runs or giving up a first in, a lot of first inning runs. I think was the problem early last season. Uh, you're, I think now you're seeing this this guy Strasburg going. I'm going into a contract year. I have figured out all the crap that I need to figure out. I'm just going to f- go back and I'm going to throw. And uh, another cool thing, he's throwing the slider and totally not admitting that he's throwing the slider. <laughs> yeah, that's super weird. Isn't that bizarre? Like, the, I don't understand why. Yeah. Like, like every, is he is he trying to like hide it from people? Yeah. It's so bizarre. It's like, is he trying to hide it from people? Like they're not going to watch video and go, oh, well, that's a slider. Like the coach isn't <laughs> going to say, huh, that's yeah. new. Yeah, that's, he huh. wasn't throwing that before. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I get, you know, you're trying to deceive as long as possible, but the problem, Strasburg has tried throwing a slider many times in the past. It's just been not good. Yeah. And so now you're seeing he's throwing, it's like, it's almost a cutter because he throws it real hard, mm-hmm. but it moves so much. Yeah. It moves so much um, that you get a lot of sideways motion. And so uh, it's it's going to be... There are a couple of actual actual interesting sliders that I think maybe we could talk about since we're talking about sliders, including the Cindergard one. Yeah, well, it's a nice little transition, but I'm sure you want to bring up uh, the GIF that was seen yes. earlier today. Yeah, go yeah. for it. So... Um, I knew exactly where you were on that one. So we have a a Nats blog Slack chat going. uh, Just you're seeing commercials on of Slack. What? There are commercials for Slack out now. Oh, are there really? I haven't seen. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Slack animals is a thing apparently. Oh, cute. Yeah. Um. So we were. uh, Aaron, our managing editor, sent out a a GIF of. of uh, Drew Storin. It was Storin, right? That was Storin, yeah. Yeah, okay. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't making it up. If throwing, I guess, was that yesterday that he threw that slider? I would assume so, yeah. Because he, he closed out the Patriots Day game, I think. No, that was Monday. That was Monday. I don't know days. I'm lost days. Entirely. It's Drew Storin in a Blue Jays jersey. Yes. Throwing a pitch. Throwing a pitch, and it's a slider, and it moves unreasonably. Yeah, it... Uh, Joe, it moved. It it moved. Yeah, I'm just gonna let I'm just gonna let that one hang there. Yeah, which is what she said. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Allie <laughs> and Joe with the oop. I totally ooped it. Uh, so it it that pitch went straight at the catcher's mitt for forty feet. 50 yeah, fifty feet, and then just went. I'm going to turn 90 degrees here <laughs> and went left. It was – Drew Storen's obviously always had a great slider. It's, an un, it's a ridiculously good slider. But, it, I, I, like, it's – as far as sliders go, it's like him and Jose Fernandez against the world, maybe. <laughs> they have really good sliders. Um, but watching that pitch just make a left turn and end up in the left-handed batter's box was – it defied physics. Yeah, it was. It's it's amazing. Maybe we can get that out somewhere on our Twitter feed or yeah. something. Yeah, um, good idea. That would be fantastic. Um, yeah, so that's awesome. And then Noah Syndergaard, he's good. Yeah, uh, he's decent. He is scary. No. Uh, he throws. How fast is his slider? Oh, God, didn't he throw, like, a 95-mile-an-hour slider or something? I some... think it was 95, 96. It was something unreasonably good, yeah. Like, no. just scary. Something that you said that he couldn't even do on a video game. Yeah, like, you can't... It's something you could not do on a video game. And I, I we actually tweeted out to... Yeah, it, his average slider velocity this season, average slider velocity is 91.8 miles an hour. Average slider velocity um like yeah if you if you are playing mlb the show as a person and you max out your slider velocity you're not throwing 195 miles an hour or 96 miles an hour it might have been for some reason i have 98 stuck in my head i don't know it was really hard and it moved a lot Um, um yeah it's it's scary 
but it's scary tweeted, for a few reasons. Yeah, I, I tweeted the other day. I'm just kind of dreading the inevitable Tommy John surgery. Yeah, or like it feels like the elephant in the room right now. Yeah, because when you're talking about a guy that throws that hard, I mean his he throws his fastball ridiculously hard too. His, his yeah. average fastball velocity this year is uh, his average. I'm sorry, his average quote unquote sinker velocity. Oh, that's what it was. It was the sinker. He he threw a sinker that hard at, that, and that's what we were talking about. You couldn't even get a sinker velocity up that high. His average sinker velocity is ninety eight point four miles per hour this year. Yeah, and that's a that's a, a two seamer. Yeah, for that's... the sinker. And anyone that throws over a hundred is throwing a four seamer, which it's... is straight as an arrow usually, maybe yeah. with a little movement. Uh, but it's just really freaking fast, and you just you need that a little bit more resistance to get a little bit more, or a little bit more, uh, you know, all that physicsy nonsense to yep. get the ball moving a little bit more. So that's why the two seamer rarely is that high. So the torque that is happening on his arm yeah. and elbow is scary. Yeah. Like he's really good, and it's really exciting to watch. But I feel like I'm watching Jose Fernandez right now from a couple years ago. Yeah. Where you're just like, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. It's going to happen. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't throw that hard and put that much action on a joint without it popping at some point. Yeah. It's, His, it's scary. He's, he's good. It's fun to watch, but I kind of feel guilty watching it. Yeah. Like, because so it's, much. it's so good. It's so good that you feel bad for him almost. Yeah. Cause you know, cause it's not like he can help it. He's just, he throws it really hard and that's what it does. I mean, he obviously could help it, but th- this is what has him to his place. So he's not going to stop. Right. You know, it's, it's what it, he, his, uh, his sinker velocity is actually, uh, averages a higher velocity than his four seamer. That's not okay. That's, but that's just this weird statistical anomaly. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and nothing else. So yeah, Strasburg good. Strasburg good. Uh he's having one of those years and you hope that he can keep it up uh and be kind of the the workhorsey type of guy that he's shown he's been able to to be a few times in his career. Yeah. Um yeah, for sure. And of course, the the elephant in the room is 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 Bryce Harper better than he was um, last year? Like Let's just say from the beginning, before the season started, we kind of talked about it. I think, I don't want to put you in this boat, but we both kind of said, like, listen, Bryce Harper is going to be good. He could very well win the MVP again this year in the National League, but there's no way he's going to be as good as last year. Yeah. He was superhuman last year. He was, and it's really kind of crazy how much he improved so far. Obviously, we're only looking at 15 games worth. It's amazing how much he's improved his game on so many levels over the off season. Yeah. Like, not even in game action has he improved. His walk rate is staggeringly – or, excuse me, his strikeout rate is staggeringly lower. Yeah. He – I believe coming into tonight, he had more home runs than strikeouts, which yeah. in this day and age, you've got so many um, – uh, so many sluggers getting 200 strikeouts to try and hit 30 home runs. And he has more home runs than strikeouts. And he has a lot of home runs. Yeah, as as of recording, as of this recording, he has seven home runs and six strikeouts on the season in 58 plate appearances. Yeah. That's pretty, 
it's pretty unreal. That's so you're seeing that's a massive improvement in walk in uh, strikeout percentage over the course of an off season. I mean, for a hitter as dominant as he is, and I know lineup protection is a myth, um, but we're seeing him. You know, we're seeing pitchers pitch to him. What's that all about? Yeah, it seems weird that at this point you're you're having pitchers that are willing to take the chance throwing to him. It you know we talked about it early in the year how like the Barry Bonds situation from when when Bonds was hitting seventy home runs and doing all that crazy stuff, um, like you just didn't you just didn't pitch to him. Like even if you had to pitch to him, you didn't you didn't pitch to him. I mean, yep. you, like you walk a guy to load the bases, or you walk in a run, but you don't, you don't throw a ball over the plate. Yeah, and we've seen uh, now twice in the past couple games where he's come up with the bases loaded and he's crushed it. Yeah, he's just murdered the baseball. Yeah, and I was talking with you earlier about this. When are people going to walk Bryce Harper for the ba- with the bases loaded? I think you're going to see it this season. The last, the only two players I can remember in the last 15 years that have had that happen are Barry Bonds and Josh Hamilton at his peak. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot about Josh Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, I think it was actually Joe Madden walked Josh Hamilton with the bases loaded. Of course, I, it would be Joe Madden. I, I would, it would it absolutely would. have to be Joe Madden. I think they were up. Three runs in the eighth or the ninth. Bases loaded oh, for Hamilton. God, that's so smart. And he said, I'll take the run. Oh, I love Joe Madden. Yeah, I think I, – I, I know it definitely happened with Joe Madden. I want to say that was the situation. I obviously haven't had a chance to look it up. But I think you're going to see a situation this year where Bryce Harper is walked with the bases loaded. And I would not be shocked if it happened sooner rather than later. I think right now he's at such an insane level that – you don't have a choice. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I I don't think it will happen this year. No? With his contact rate I don't, and lack of strikeouts, I mean, he's going to put the ball in play or you're going to walk in a run. And he doesn't really – when he puts the ball in play, the ball goes hard and very far usually. Almost even when he misses it, it, he flies out short of the warning track. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I agree. I just think that there are not there are not enough managers who are smart enough in baseball to do what Joe Madden did. Yeah, and I don't think that there are enough people in baseball that respect Harper the way that Barry Bonds was respected as a hitter. Yeah, yet, yet, and even Barry Bonds has said that himself. You yeah, know? he's he's he said, not there yet. yet. He said, yet. Yeah, he. there's no question. He is not there yet. Uh, and this is, uh, last night there was a lot of talk about Bryce Harper, yeah. obviously. His second Grand Slam in... Uh, two weeks. Oh, not even. It yeah, was what, le- Saturday? two weeks, yeah. Was it Saturday? Oh, you're right. It was just this past weekend. It was It was Friday, Thursday or Friday. Okay, so yeah, in less than a week. It was in a week. week, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um... And there's been a lot of talk about, you know, the age-old debate, uh, Mike Trout or Bryce Harper, and, you know. Yeah. Mike Trout is one of the best players in the last 20 years. Probably one of the best players in the last 30 years not named Barry Bonds. Yeah. 
if not the best. He's been that good over his career. And uh, favorite uh, stats Twitter of mine, uh, Ace of Spader, if yeah, you're not following really him. Uh, last 162 games played, Mike Trout, 285, 392, 562. That's pretty darn good. It's above average. <laughs> uh, 39 homer, 96 walks, 163 Ks. Yeah. Once again, 96 walks, 163 Ks for Mike Trout. Yeah. Bryce Harper, 330, 459, 670. With 48 homers, 132 walks, and 129 Ks. Yeah, that's good. That's over the last 162 played. That's <clears throat> good. <laughs> yeah. Real, I mean, it's, it's unreasonably good, Not, you know. I've been pretty vocal about this, that I still think thought coming into the season that, that Mike Trout was the best player in baseball. And a lot of that being that he just doesn't get the credit that he deserves um, because Mike Trout is an incredibly good baseball player. Yes. Um, but, man. I, yeah, it, we're – and this – I have not – I cannot tell you how many times in the last week and a half I've thought of our conversation on the last podcast – where it was, if you could see a World Series title, yeah, or keep Bryce Harper in for the next fifteen or so years and not win a World Series, yeah. And I said Bryce Harper, and I believe I was roundly criticized as being nuts. Yeah, I still think that's nuts. <laughs> yeah. I this, he's doing stuff this year that like last year was an insane year. He finished the year with what a nine point nine WAR. Yeah, it was really very good. I don't. And, I, I don't know. I, actually, I have it right here. It was either nine five or nine nine five. Nine. Yeah. Okay. Nine five. Uh, and he's markedly better this year. He he has he is a one war player on April nineteenth as of April nineteenth. Yeah. I mean that's come on. Yeah, that's that's average over ten. That's come on. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah, that's an average. It's an average well over ten. Yeah. Well over ten. Um, so yeah, he's looking at uh, almost eleven ish plus. Yeah, depending on you know when it heats up. But it's not. I, I called Bryce Harper for under forty home runs this year. He's yeah. at seven. Yeah, with fifteen games. Yeah, on pace for. I want to say what I saw was seventy three home runs. Yeah, so which, so tying a record. Yeah, so tying the greatest record ever by the most juiced player ever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think 50 is not out of the realm of possibility, health yeah. permitting. It's all uh, health. It's, it's all, all health. health, but he is on another level. He is on a level right now, and obviously over the past 162 games, better than anyone else in baseball by not a small margin. Yes. Like – I, I tweeted, I think it was from the official Nets Talk on the Go Twitter, we're witnessing something special. Yeah. This is, we get to watch him every day, and I hope people aren't taking it for granted because it's it's special. This is stuff that fathers and mothers tell their children and yes. their grandchildren. So it's it's awesome. It's great. I love I love it, and I just I can't get enough. He's just... Every time I look up, he's doing something. He's yeah. doing something amazing. It it is crazy that like he had an over game the other day, and I was like, 
that probably didn't happen all that much. And I looked down and it was like his, his, I think it's, it was a second game of the year out of 12 games where he did not reach base. Yeah. It's like, come on. That's, he's doing things, like you said, I, they're historically good. I mean, my, and my only argument, like, I get the argument that he, you know, is certainly at this point on pace to be the Nationals' first Hall of Fame player. Um, yeah. As long as he stays in the uniform for long enough. Yeah, that'd um, be really nice. And so that's your, so I get your point there on the 15 <laughs> years. Because if he was for the 15 years, I think there's a pretty, there's a all but a lock that he becomes the first person in the Hall of Fame with the Curly W, and that would be sweet. If not ever. You know, if yeah. not one of the best players ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, if not one of the best players ever, for sure. Um, <clears throat> but there is a... I don't know. There is... I, I, I want this team to win. Yeah. 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 I, it, it's... I, I love individual players. You know what Harper, the great thing is? What? It's a hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. And that's, and that's, you don't have to, you don't have to tear yourself up inside. I can, I can sense that the anxiety over the decision. It's okay. It's just a hypothetical. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. It's just, it's, I want to have an answer. I just don't, I don't have one. Yeah. Um, one. that actually leads into one of our Twitter questions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. can't remember exactly who it was, uh, something along the lines of, uh, how much money, uh, and Brinks trucks and where do you rent a Brinks truck? Yeah, I want to I want to find that and attribute it if I could, uh, but I might not be able to because I don't want to don't want to mess with this right now. That's fine. Um, I can. Yeah, we'll we'll afterwards we'll attribute it to somebody. Um, so is the question what's the amount? <laughs> Let's see. I'm finding it. You need to you need to to vamp a little bit there, buddy. Yeah. So I feel like I know what the question is and I I know how to answer it, but. It, it's going to be, I think people kind of balk at the idea of half a billion dollars because they go, oh, it's so much money. It's so much more than anybody has ever made before. And, you know, he can't possibly be, could possibly be worth it. And excuse me, all those things. But I don't, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. that it's One, happening. how many dump trucks full of cash will it take to keep <laughs> Bryce? Two, where can we rent dump trucks? <laughs> Uh, dump truck K C V S U S A ninety four something like that. Thank you. Yeah, thank um, you. Great question. That is a great question. All of the dump trucks. Yeah, I mean, I think so. You figure. I guess the really the question is: Are they hundreds or are they thousand dollar bills? Because <laughs> if they're if they're hundred dollar bills, it's going to be a brigade of dump trucks. Nice. Uh, I mean, it's going to be. I think that he could be the first $500 million player. I think he will be the first $500 million player. Yeah. I I think you're probably right. Yeah, I think even if he were a free agent after this season, he would be. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a matter of time. Uh, there was a great, I think it was uh, Thomas Boswell article in the Washington Post. I don't know if you had a chance to read uh, but it was essentially the argument that, okay, one year was a fluke. And, yes, we're looking at 15 games into a season. And, yes, there probably should be a grain of salt. But the numbers are trending the same. You know, the 162 numbers that I just read were ridiculous. 
Yeah. So it's time to try at least. And obviously we don't know if they are. We're not in the clubhouse. We don't have we don't have front office contacts or anything like that, but it's if, time. If it's if again, hypothetical totally, if the learners come back and say we will pay you that amount of money and if you do it right now, does uh, Scott Boris allow him to do it? Well, the thing is, everyone's got a number. Yeah. There's yeah, a number yeah. that there's a number there. Scott Boris has it in his head right now. He yeah. says, at this time, I'm going to make this much money. He knows what it is. I'm sure Bryce Harper has an idea. He might say, I want to be the first $400 million man. I want to be the first half a billion dollar player. Yeah. You know, we... He's going to have his, his thing in his mind, and we're not going to know what it is. But there's a number for everyone. He has it. Boris knows it. And there, it's got to be there. I mean, 12500 Yeah, I mean, every, everybody goes into a job that, you know, you go in with, with your ideal number. You know, that is, they offer you the job. You're going to take the job. And I think that it's – you got to think of it in the same situation um, for Harper. And I think – you know, I I have a feeling that he's not going to be the first $500 million player. Who is? I don't think that that player exists yet that we know of. I think, okay. that, I think that Bryce Harper is going to make – I think ultimately it's going to get close. Yeah. But I don't know that, that – that, I think 450. Yeah. 460. I just think that extra 40 or $50 million, even on a 15-year contract, you're, you're taking on so much risk. I you think, are. I think and even... That's the, exemplified by none better than the Nationals' opponent tonight in Giancarlo Stanton. Yes, absolutely. This is a player who signed uh, what I believe still is the largest contract in baseball history. Yeah, by, by at, dollars, yeah. By, at $325 million. And immediately after signing it, got hit in the face with a fastball. Yeah. Could have been a career-ending injury. Yep. Easily. And and the Marlins would have still owed him every penny. Every single penny. Yeah. And then immediately after he came back almost, broke, I believe it was a finger or a hand, something like that, and was out for half a year. Yep. So there's a ton of risk there, but... And I think that's right there what we discussed is Bryce Harper's, I guess, elephant in the room, which I know we've used that now like four times on this. <laughs> this is this is the elephant in the room it, it's podcast. A it's a theme. It's a theme. It's good. I mean, the elephant in the room is that, you know, we're not live streaming too. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so we could edit this out. That's right. But I'm not going to. No, it's more so, fun this way. So much work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the risk for Bryce Harper. He needs to prove over the next several years that he's healthy and that it's a risk worth taking. Yeah. And he, he's he's working on that. Yeah. And, I mean, if you look at Bryce Harper's injuries, I know that they, the experts always say the biggest um, risk of having an injury is a previous injury. Right. Bryce Harper's injuries have, for the most part – been incredibly fluky. Yes. We're not talking oblique. We're not talking shoulder. We're not talking knee. 
Yeah. We're talking. Well, it wasn't knee. It wasn't knee, yeah. but it wasn't like a ligament tear. Yeah, it was a bursa surge. Yeah, we're talking. Ran into a wall, slid into a base. Yeah, at, at a stuff. park he had never played in. On what his he had just started. He had just been called up uh, within a, a month or two earlier. And um, no, I think that was the next, the beginning of the next year. Oh, was it? Maybe it was. Yeah, maybe right. Because okay. he was he was rookie of the so, year. So yeah, first first full year. Full, first, first full year. year. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. You're right. Yeah. Um, so you're looking at some freak type injuries that he's had, which bodes well and actually shows that, you know, it's not a lingering injury type issue. So, yeah. Um, but staying on the field has been his, if I will, bugaboo. <laughs> well done. Yes. Well done. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, and I, if he can do it. I don't think it's unreasonable to think, you know, like you said, Giancarlo St- Okay, maybe I, maybe I'll say this. I don't think it's unreasonable that Harper will get a $500 million contract. I don't think that it will be worth $500 million. It's I, interesting you say that. And oh, really? What, what, what is your definition of worth? So, like, what, what the Players Association assess, assess worth to with deferred money or the way that they, they structure a contract. I think that the dollar sign might be $500 million, but the worth of the contract, like Max Scherzer signed a $210 million contract, but it was actually worth 185 or something like that. Yeah. It's going to be something along those okay. lines. All right. um, I wasn't sure you were saying, like, he wouldn't be worth the money. No, 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 no. Okay. In terms of added value. In terms of the actual value when you consider deferred money and bonuses and, you know, all the the crap that they do in order to cook the books so they can... Which the Nationals love doing. They do love doing it. Um, And so that's Mm. how I think Harper can be, can say he's the first half a billion dollar player is if it's true on paper, but not actually true when the money's given out. Right. Uh, So I think that could make it a possibility, yeah. but I don't think that he will make he will get a contract a five hundred million dollar contract worth five hundred million dollars. Do you think he would with the Nationals? He would sign a deal and stay Nationals for life. If he yes, I think he would. You think he would? What yeah. makes you think that? I don't. I know there's a lot made about him playing on the coasts and uh, in the in the big cities, New York and. And, and Los Angeles or, you know, I think they're, the mitigating factor is going to be money. You and, think so? And if there's a team in Las Vegas. Nice. Uh, I mean, if there's a team in Las Vegas, he's going to go play there. That's I, good. I, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. If there's, if they I don't think MLB there. will be at that point in the next three years. Exactly. So I'm, I'm not worried about it. But uh, I think the only other factor would be uh, Arizona, L.A. or Anaheim. I mean, hmm. it, to be near his family. I know that a lot is made of the the Yankees situation. I don't. I think that's all crap. Yeah, honestly, um, it was it was an eighteen year old kid talking about how he liked the Yankees growing up. Like half of our friends like the Cowboys growing up. You know, it's right. you know, it's interesting. I I'm not sure where I come down on this because uh, honestly, I know Scott Boris is his agent, but. He is not a typical ball player. Yeah. Like, not in terms of, you know, on-field performance, which obviously he's a tick above, 
But in terms of personality, in terms of family, in terms of values, he just seems to be different. He's yeah. uh, He's got a very close-knit family. Um, his father's helped him as a hitting coach. Very blue-collar family. His, I believe his father was an iron worker in Vegas. Yeah. Construction worker in Vegas. Yeah. Um, so very blue-collar, very pick-up-yourself-by-the-bootstraps kind of guy. Uh, and the guy graduated high school and got – or left high school, got his GED – just so he could start playing baseball earlier. Yeah. And he said all along, I'm going to sign regardless. Like, when he was drafted, there was never a doubt that he was going to sign. He just wants to play. And if you look at some of the quotes he's made, the people that he respects most in baseball are players like Derek Jeter, um, Cal Ripken, players that stayed in one place. And he said, I want to be in a place for my career. Yeah, just to be that legend. I mean, yep. there will say what you will about Derek Jeter's, you know, skills as yeah. a defender or anything like that, or him as a person and how god awful boring he is. Yes. He's he is Mister Yankee, you know. Yeah. When you think he's, of Derek Jeter, you think of he's Yankees. The when you think of, exactly. Yeah. When you think of the Yankees, you think of Derek Jeter. Yeah. And regardless of anything else, he's going to go down as one of the top Yankees ever. For sure. Just because of who he was and what he did. And same goes for Cal Ripken in the in the Orioles. They go together. Yep. And Bryce Harper said how much he respects them for doing that. Baseball is different now, but I think that's something that is important to him. And now that's up to him how important it actually is. Yeah. But and that's puts the onus on the Nationals to show Bryce Harper that they want the same thing, which how could you not? Yeah, I I, I would I would rather four hundred and fifty million dollars to Bryce Harper than two hundred million to Jason Hayward. Oh yeah, oh a hundred out of a hundred times, yeah for sure. I what do you think about the idea that the learners will actually pay him and keep him around? I don't want to. You know, there are three years left. We don't have to spend too much time on it, and we right. are running low on time. But do you think that the learners are sitting? around figuring out how they're going to afford that contract? Um, I don't think they are. No. No, I don't really think they are. I think um, I think there are much more pressing issues more at hand for the Nationals and for baseball as a whole. For instance, here it comes, the elephant in the room that no one's talking about. The CBA expires in December. Yeah. You don't know what the financials of baseball are going to look like come 2017. That's a really very, very good point. Like, and yes, it's been said time and time again, the Masson thing is still out there. Well, that, I mean, that is, an, that is one of the huge, wait for it, elephants in the room. There it um, is. But I, the, the CBA is a great point and something that I didn't even think about. You're totally right. The entire structure of the way players are paid could entirely change. I mean, there are so many factors that could change in the upcoming, in the upcoming CBA. And that would be before Bryce Harper, he would even hit free agency. And I would like to talk about this, the, that looming at some point uh, later in the year, maybe that can be a good, like all-star break. Yeah. I was going to say that would be a good all-star break conversation. I think. Um, because you're looking at a brand new commissioner and a brand new MLB union head. Yeah. Both going into a CBA negotiation after, 
23 years of labor peace. Yeah, between Bud Selig and, you know, really a few fairly friendly to Major League Baseball Players Association heads. Now, they were they were doing their job and they did it well. They're, the players got plenty over the course of the last uh, 20 years. Just look at look at the size of baseball contracts compared to every yeah, other sport. Yeah, we're at the turn of the, you know, the millennium. We were looking at the first $100 million player in Kevin Brown. Oh, God. You're so right. <laughs> and now we're talking $500 million player, not 16 years later. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Less than two decades later. So um, that's a topic for another day. But um, I think that there's no way they can speculate on that kind of thing yet. But, I mean, I can't imagine them not being willing. Yeah. Oh, I think they're definitely willing. I, I don't. I think that it's certainly on their radar. I don't think it's part of any sort of daily conversation or weekly conversation. But it's definitely on the radar that they are going to have to come up with some real cash in order to make make some make some money to give to Bryce Harper at some point if they want to keep him. Um, so it, it, it'll be interesting uh, to say yeah. to say to say the least. What quick thing that I want to bring up, and you may not even know this, but you probably do because you're usually ahead of me. And then uh, we'll get to questions. Kurt Schilling finally got fired. Yeah, Kurt Schilling fired finally. He is. I saw that. Yeah, I was the ahead worst. Of you on that one. The worst. Yeah, he is a, a horrible human being. Um, politics aside, he's just an idiot. Yes, he's. Uh, politics and, and bigoted opinions of, of about things aside, he just doesn't talk about baseball well. No, he's, so, not, a, he's not good at his job. No, and like you, it, it was fascinating. And we've talked about it before when when Jessica Mendoza took his spot when he was a bigoted racist. When he, the last time before this time that he was a bigoted racist, uh, I don't, it was probably like seven times. It might have been seven times, but the last time that that I remember it being a huge thing, not long before the playoffs. The thing that originally got him suspended. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jessica Mendoza came in, and all of a sudden, John Crook started saying smart things, and you're like, oh, oh, Schilling was definitely the weak link there. You were already pretty sure, uh, but you know, Mendoza definitely elevated. Uh, John Cruck even in that situation. And then, you know, Aaron Boone is obviously a little bit better than that. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up in, on the podcast. It's certainly not breaking news, but, God, I really don't like that person. So I'm, Yup, I'm, he's I'm, gone. I'm glad um, he's fired. And on top of, like, when I say an idiot, politics aside, how many times was he warned publicly yeah. by ESPN? Mm, might not want to say these kind of things. You're probably going to lose your job if you keep doing it. Yeah. Nope. He nope, didn't just, care. just gonna keep doing it. I cannot wait to see him on Fox and Friends in what is. Oh, oh my God, you're so right. It's, he's gonna end up on. He's gonna get oh. his own. He's going to get a sports show on Fox News Channel. Oh, he's gonna be on Fox. He's gonna be on. Fox he's now. going to get a. He's going to get a, a program. Oh, I cannot wait. It's going to be all about First Amendment and oh all the free God. speech it's stuff. Gonna be, it's going to be great. It's going to be the new Lou Dobbs show. Oh yes, it's going to be. It's going to be. Like that. Uh, the uh, Antichrist to Keith Olbermann. <laughs> He's going to be like the reverse Keith Olbermann. It's, it's awesome. Oh, you're so right. Uh, anyway. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, have we had the explicit tag yet on this? I don't think so. I don't think we've okay. dropped any F-bombs yet. Okay, cover your ears. Fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the explicit tag. Um, 
So, and then real quick, because it's the it, it's a like that I have in my column here uh, I, that I want to mention. Thank you, all of you guys who have tweeted selfies and stuff in your new special ops t-shirts. Keep those coming in if you haven't sent one in. That's a that's a cool thing. It's cool to see people liking getting the shirts, and uh, they look good. Yeah, they look good. So well done, Kurt. Look real good. Real always, good. always, always. And we probably have a couple more thank yous. I'm not quite sure where we stand on that. Oh, um, yeah. I know Daniel Guzman, uh, oh, nice. DG Quovatimus, thank you for joining up and uh, supporting us. A um, couple others of you, I'm sure. Uh, Stephen Yates, I'm not sure if we thanked you last time, but thank you so much. All of that, though. So. Yes, good call. Good call. But uh, go buy our new shirt, too, In Play Runs. <laughs> oh, yeah, In Play Runs. It's a good shirt. It's got the uh, the logo on the back. It's got the In Play Runs on the front. Good shirt. In play runs. It's a good shirt. Good shirt. Well, well done, Craig. Okay. Uh, questions. Questions. So I got, love this. This is fun, by the way. I'm having a blast. This is fun. It's. I think know, we're rocking this podcast. I think so too. You know. You know why I feel that way? Our listeners because, are tearing us down. Because no one's episode. telling us how bad we are. Exactly. <laughs> We might have a new system. No, I'm kidding. We'll be live again. We promise. We promise. I'm looking at you, beard. Yeah, no kidding. Although, no mean thoughts about uh, the beard owner today. So no, I think, no, I think we're going to be in the clear when Beard right actually He's listens. Showing to this. range, hitting bombs. Yeah, yeah. Two ni- two nice running catches in left field today. Yep, I like it. I like it a lot. So, first question and uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. After that, are from Michelle. So, You're the best, Michelle. And that's Thank fair. you. She got, she got us started. We hit a lot of these, so we're going to blow through those pretty quickly. How awesome is St- Steven Strasburg? I'm going to go with extremely. I'm going to go with indubitably. Hmm, nice. How, also, how awesome is Bryce Harper? I'm going to go with quite. I'm going to go with unreasonably. Wow. Uh, <laughs> when is Bay? I mean, Trey Turner coming up. Uh, first off, what is Bay? I... Uh, second off... Mm, still saying June. I think I said May. I'm going to stick with May. I'm pretty sure. You know I what? I, it's probably good to stick with May because he's raking. He is. He <laughs> is raking, and they're uh, you know they're you never know where you could fit a guy like that in. And That's Danny Espinosa is not as much raking. That's but, what I was trying to allude to. <laughs> raking better than Ian Desmond in Texas. Ooh, ooh, go in there. See, yep. we can go there, not live. We can go there because th- we could just sign offline and not get all the criticism later. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Ian Desmond's having a really, really rough time. Yeah. Um, uh, when do we march on Rizzo's office and demand that Danny's beard picture be put back on the scoreboard? Uh, every single day until it's back up. Yeah, true story. That's uh, It's just, a, I don't have a strong feeling. Like if Rizzo wants to control that part, and first of all, I don't think it was Rizzo. For, no. for a second, he was just taking the fall. Uh, yeah, why would the somebody... general manager give a shit? Yeah, like not even at all. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't think it was him at all. But uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't nope. chap chap my uh, whatever that your arse. Was. Yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> second to last Michelle question for the moment. Uh, Pat Blue is saved. Does that mean the world is ending and we should toss him in the Anacostia? Um, no, although that was a frustrating blown save. Uh, the Nationals are having quite the year, and blown saves are going to happen. I was going to say, you know who blows a save? Everybody. Yep. Everybody blows a save. Except for Eric Gagne that one year. Or and something. Brad Lidge that one year. Yeah. But it happens all the time. 
and finally, for the moment, Michelle asks what we think about Joe Ross's dimples. I'm going to go totes adorbs. Wow. Totes adorbs. Totes adorbs. I'm going I'm to say presh. Ah, fair enough. I yeah. like it. Uh, we already hit the one from K. This, yeah, the 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 dump trucks question. All of them. Uh, Molly Lynn asks favorite bullpen personality, and then she says, "I don't see myself getting tired of watching Oliver Perez." I am watching Oliver Perez pitch right now, and it's pretty great. Actually. I really like his windup. It's like it's got a very uh, Japanese character to it because he, he kind of he, he, he does a little bit of that Hideo Nomo. He does that turn a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's like, wait, where are you going? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Felipe Rivero for me. Yeah, it, it's 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 good. <laughs> it's, it's, yes, he's he's, he's really very good. Uh, closer, not too long from now. Yeah, it's going to be right around the corner. I'm going to go. Uh, you know, as far as personality, I I think. Uh, Oliver Perez probably is is high on that list because I got unreasonably excited when he signed in the first place. Also, horsehead guy. Horsehead guy. Oh, uh, Sean Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's that's where I was going next. Except he he didn't start out pitching all that well, so I kind of wanted to give him a pass for that. That's fine. I'm just gonna say horsehead guy. Yeah, horsehead guy. Fair enough. Uh, back to Michelle. <laughs> I, I I love this. Mike Maddox, Yoda, or Dumbledore, or Gandalf. I'm going with uh, Smack Henry, Sean's response, yeah. Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a really, really good one. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Yoda. I think he's become the Jedi teacher. I think he's nice. I think he's there. Uh, the good friend, the Dan asks. Oh, um, hey, the Dan. Uh, Mr. Drugan and Mr. Mac. I love how that you you get your abbreviated name. It's so much better. You know what? It's uh, cool. Uh, your show seems to have momentum of a runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? Um, I think it's because of our new sponsorship, Freight Rail, Rail Works, on uh, the Nationals <laughs> games. Oh, that's really good. Good pull. Uh, I was going to go with Runaway Train Never Coming Back, Wrong Way on a One-Way Track. Wow. But seriously, Freight Rail Works? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. It's, it's, that's lobbyists, right? It's lobbyists, yeah. Okay. It's, it's, the, right, cool. it's the CSX and all those people. It's their website, FreightRailWorks.org wow. or whatever. We get NATCA. Yeah. And Freight Railworks, which I've had a couple beers. That is not easy to say after a couple beers. Hashtag DC sponsorships. Freight Railworks. Freight Railworks. Yep, not easy. Yep, nope. Uh, Beard asks, what should Bryce use on his... He says, on his gnats next. I believe he means his bats. And I love that Beard's phone autocorrects nat- bats to gnats. That's good stuff. So what emoji should Bryce use on his bat next? Um, I am partial to the bomb emoji. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, for Bryce. I'm, that's a really good one. I, I am partial to the, the, uh, the, the, the face with the X's in the eyes. Wow, that's okay. What he, that's what he does to baseballs. Nice, yeah. So I think yeah. that'd be a good one. I think that'd be a good one. Because good. bombs is the right answer and I didn't want to reuse it. Nice. So um, but for those of you that are wondering about the emojis, no, you're not going to get a decoder. And I would say at least 90% of the emojis are put there for a reason. Yeah. Like, there's actually thought behind it. I'm not just – or, sorry, maybe Joe? No, or, no. I was just going to totally cop out to be like, 
I very much of the time have to ask Craig questions. Oh, okay, yeah. So okay. I'm not even going to pretend like I don't. I like I always know what it is. Or that hashtag I do the emojis. Me. I do not do the emojis. Hashtag so, it me. Yeah. Although uh, I did them once. You did, I and did we also had a guest emoji actually on opening day. A home opener. I did. I did. Emojis. Yes. We also had a guest emoji which was fantastic. Yes, that was good. That was really um, good. I think but, I think last night's was your best work, personally. Oh, I thank you. On, uh, what uh, no, Tuesday everything. Ninety percent of the time, at least ninety percent of the time, has a reason. I will yeah, not tell you true. the reason, but it's actually, it's. I, I think about it, and it takes me some time. Um, I enjoy it. It's fun. I'm glad that you guys enjoy it. But you're not going to get any sort of explanation because yeah. it's fun. It's figure it out yourself. I mean, think. It, what do you want it to mean? Yeah, exactly. Make it. Make it your own. And that was then me suggestions. Yeah, that was literally the next question. From I'm going to go with Fernie Genby. Nice. Bernie Genby. That's what I'm going to go with. That sounds like a Star Wars character. I kind of like it, actually. I love it. Uh, Michelle's back and wants to know, when is Dusty going to uh, move Jason Worth or anyone else to leadoff versus Michael A. Taylor? My answer, when Trey Turner comes up. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm going to say when Ben Revere comes back. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Which, whichever one of those happens first. It'll be Revere, answer. who was uh, running and doing... Burst running, I guess. Yeah. Quick stops and starts. He wasn't throwing today. And but... hitting and hitting from the right side. Ooh, lovely. So, which, which I think is kind of cool, because uh, apparently it's easier on the oblique Oh, nice. Uh, to not hit from the left side. Yep. Uh, the Dan asks, who does uh, Joe Ross remind you of on the mound, and it doesn't have to be a national? This is a hard uh, one. I haven't oh, I got the best answer, and I'm going to say it before you do. He reminds me of Tyson Ross. Huh, well done. There you yes. go. Ain't nothing family. Perfect. Nailed it. Uh, uh, Frank wants to know uh, which sport will distract us more this week, hockey or baseball? Uh, tonight, it's actually been baseball. Yeah, it's baseball for me. I, it's been baseball for me tonight. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I had too many streams going, so I had to kill one of them, and nice. uh, I killed, I killed the hockey game. After, after you see someone get stretched off, it kind of takes your enjoyment it out of things really for a little does. bit. That's the, it just makes you feel dirty. It's, it, I, you know, I hope that kid turns out okay. Yeah. Uh, and we find out pretty soon. Oh, and right there, the Caps uh, just scored to make it a 2-1 game. Well, that's why I'm leaving it off for until we stop recording and I'm totally turning it back on. Um, yeah. <laughs> EP Rob asks inappropriately, boxers or briefs? Uh, and I believe I was tagged in this, but you weren't. Uh, yeah, no, I was not. The account was tagged, but and, Lovely. You, and you, which is just dirty. Yes. Um, I'm a boxers guy. I'm going to go with yes. Nice. Uh, Why? Well, I, I see what you did there. Hey, you did a nice little portmanteau. That's not really a portmanteau. It's just the two words smashed together Port- without anything clever. Portmanteau. Look at you being all smart sounding. Uh, I do that from time to time. Everyone's man. Our Twitter feed is going to be hilarious oh, tonight. It's going to be so weird. Uh, this uh, this is one of my favorites from Nationals 101. Uh, if you had to do the Mass and Booth, would you want Bob or FP as your partner and you have to choose one? Oh, man. For me, it's Bob. It's definitely Bob. I would pick Bob. It's definitely Bob. I would pick Bob. What's your reason? Then I'll give you mine. Uh, I have all of the reasons. Um, he's lovable. Yeah. Uh, I like I like Bob. I think he does a fine job. I would laugh when he said, uh, like his little home run call. Yep. And it was like twenty feet in front of the track. I would just laugh. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, 
I wouldn't want to do play-by-play. No, yeah, exactly. I think I'm more of a color guy. Uh, I think I'm colorful. Yes, indeed. As a human person. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked FP before, but this year. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's it's, really it's bad. awful. It's like it's painful. It's hard, last it's hard night. To listen to. Last night, I just, I really just wanted to hit mute. I always, always just watch the 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 normal broadcast, and I'm fine. Last night, I put the game on my laptop just so I could do the radio audio overlay because it's the worst. Because yeah. You, and you could only do it on the laptop. I can't do it on my Apple TV, so I have to do it on the thing. Oh, it's the worst. Um, it, my reason for Bob is, uh, A, dad jokes. Oh, yeah. And B, he kind of just takes on the opinion of the person he's in the booth with. That's a very good point. And so I he feel is. like... And, yeah. and because he speaks so well, he would make me sound smart nice. because he would be agreeing with me. Yeah, that's so true. That's why I would pick Bob. Yeah, he does that often. <clears throat> uh, Beard has a couple of questions back to back here. Uh, since it's hockey playoff time, which Nats players do you think would make good hockey players? Great uh, question. Obviously, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper would be good. Bryce Harper would be very good. I, I, I is this national specific? Uh, yeah, which Nats players do you think would make good hockey, Damn it. hockey players? Yep. Okay. Uh, Bryce Harper, obviously. Yep. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's any other that I think would be very good. No. Uh, I think Danny Espinosa would be excellent. Yeah, okay. A little, little enforcer type guy I see Danny okay. Espinosa being. A little fiery. A little fiery. little third, third fourth line guy. Well, he, uh, I mean, we know he can grow a playoff beard. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. In, in, in about a day. Because if uh, you were going to say any player in baseball, I would totally say Bartolo Colon. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, and then I think Jason Wirth's a really big dude, man. I could see him playing, playing the blue line. I could see it happening. Uh, how does Bryce never get hat slash helmet hair defies science? And I am so glad that somebody tweeted the video of JD from Scrubs with the hermit. That that was just perfect. And I think honestly, that's the reason Bryce Harper's helmet falls off all the time. Yeah, I think that is part of it. Uh, Man, like seriously, I was watching his post game interview, and I was just like transfixed. Who? Bryce Harper. Oh, his hair is... It's miraculous. Like, it was... I don't know. Like, at least three and a half inches tall. Mm, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it and was styled. really nice. And, like, I'm not a bald denier. <laughs> I I understand that I'm going bald. <laughs> like, it's a thing. And that sometime within the next three years of my life, my head will be shaved and shiny. And yes. I will have to powder my head. Oh, God. Yeah, That'll it's a thing. Great. But, man, I just... That's, like, life goals right there. Yeah, I know. Like, I want to spend all the money on hair replacements. Yeah. Just for <laughs> just... that. Just once. Just to say I had it. Just wig it, man. It would look terrible. Gotta put a piece on. But, man, that thing is good. Speaking of hair, I got a haircut today. Look, oh, yeah? As, as I'm getting a haircut, look down... A lot, lot more gray hair down there than I expected. Oh on yeah, the, on the on the little on the mat where all the hair falls, you know. I'm I've got, down, and I was yep. like, oh god, that's worse than I thought. <laughs> yep, I've got one in the beard that's just like I'm just saying hi, how you doing? I 
I've got a bunch, but Gingerbeard. So yeah, Gingerbeard helps. It. You oh. can't see it. Oh, if we're talking about awful hair things, I got my hair cut last week. Uh, without even me mentioning it at all, they mentioned the going bald shampoo. Oh, dagger. Like the one that's like, we can salvage your hair if you give us all of your money. <laughs> and you're like, eh, I don't need it. That's right. <laughs> Good stuff. Good hair talk. Yeah, great hair talk. Uh, all right. Uh, Dan Guzman asks, Evergreen question. What changes would you uh, like to see to Nats Park, either in dimensions, fan experience, food, drink, etc.? That's a very good question. That's a really good question. And we're low um, on time, and I probably should have saved it, but then we wouldn't have asked it, so I wanted to make more, sure I did it. Uh, more easily found, better beer. Yeah, well, that's going to be tough, considering the new yeah uh, sponsor there um i think I, I i don't know i like i like the way the park is constructed i think the fences i think it's yeah. a very fair ballpark i don't have I really i like the little four foot jut out there in left center i think it's i think it's enough of a little quirk that it's fun yeah but but it's um, not outrageous yeah it's not outrageous it's not it's not right center field at at&t park which I is like which is awesome but i like the right center field fence yep I like the height of it. I, the I think height, it's good. Exactly. Me too. Because um, it just it makes it so much more fun when when Zimmerman hits its, his oppo shots up there. Um, I really don't think I would change anything about the dimensions of the Me park either, for sure. No way. Yeah. So. No, nothing about the dimensions or. I don't have that much. I think. Uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're just like me. I don't care about the other stuff at the baseball park. Yeah. Yeah. I, I care I, about I what's happening between game. the foul lines. Yeah. Yeah, if if I were to pick one thing, I would say rush hour accessibility to the park. I don't know how they do it, but it's it's awful. I could apparate like Harry Potter. Yeah, that no, that would be the dream. Yeah. Um, and then last question on the docket, uh, from the guy who you hear at the beginning and the end of all of our episodes, Josh. Oh, hey, Josh, uh, Josh Nelson. Uh, Crumier NL East Park fish tank or Turner Cave. <sighs> Oh man, I've got to be uh, honest. I kind of love Marlins Park. I like it. I, I like. I do. I'm not saying that I would like want it to be my home ballpark. I would not. I would be a little embarrassed. But when you get to watch it, whatever, eight times a year, nine times a year, whatever, I don't hate it. It's I don't fun. Hate it. It's it's fun. It's different. It's it is so Miami. It's Miami. It is so Miami, and so I have to go with. About to be retired Turner Field. I God. like, yeah, I like the neon green. Yeah, even even the quote unquote dolphins that everybody even even worth calling them dolphins now. I love that. Yeah, I like it. I think it's I think it's fun. I'm glad they brought the fences in so it's not as cavernous. Yep. Um, I think that was a good decision to make it a little bit more fair. Yeah. Um, now that they made that change, of, you know, I would say that before that it, it was just an outrageous place to try to play baseball before. Oh man, I'm so happy right now. Why? Just keep watching your TV for a couple oh, minutes. Okay. Yeah. Um so yeah, Turner Field, I think you could have PNC Park in Atlanta and I'd still hate it because it's in Atlanta. Still Atlanta. Yeah. That's a fair point. Um because Atlanta's terrible and it smells like garbage. <laughs> 
We're just going for it, huh? Um, well, I just don't like Atlanta. Like, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm sure they have lovely city. people in Atlanta, but I've, I've got family that live there. They are lovely people, but Georgia smells city. like garbage. It's, well, uh, paper mills. You know? Paper mills. It's, I know. I, I know why. I'm not. It's, it's among the worst smells. It I'm is. not saying the people smell. I'm saying the state as a whole smells. It's a nice double play. That's right. Yeah. It just happens. so. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think Cobb County Stadium is going to be terrible because it's going to be in Georgia. And not even in the city. And so, it's yeah. Gonna, you know, whatever. Did but, you see the story? I'm sorry to tangent real quick. Did you see the story about their walk, like uh, their pedestrian walkway? No. They're eliminating an over the highway pedestrian walkway because it costs too much. Oh, that's going to that's gonna end well. Yeah. That's going to so, end well. Oh, jeez. So. Even harder to get to the park at the conjunction of two of the busiest roads in America. Yeah, that's tough. So, well done, guys. Nailed it, emoji and gif. Nice. Well, any departing thoughts before we end this uh, this overtime podcast? Um, please tune in. Uh, please make sure you're set up to download our podcasts uh, for next week. We've got a very special guest. Uh, we've got uh, author Jake Russell, who is an, uh, a writer for the Washington Post. He wrote a great book that is actually out right now called 100 uh, Things Nationals Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. Uh, Joe and I have gotten advanced copies, and I know I'm most of the way through mine, and I won't call Joe out on his progress. Uh, but it's a great read. It's a quick read. It's uh, in a well-set-up format. Everyone should go pick that up. Uh, we're going to have Jake on the podcast next week. So um, it's going to be really fun. We're going to talk to him for a while. We're going to talk to him about baseball. We're going to talk to him about nationals. We're going to talk about senators. We're going to talk about all Some all spos. Yeah, we're going to talk about all sorts of stuff. So uh, really looking forward to that. So uh, please go pick up the book. It's, it's like I said, it's a quick read. It's great. And it really is, I, I guess, an anthology of – the best moments of Nationals fandom. So it's it's great. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. So Excellent. Um, yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. We will see you then, or we will see you on another time. Thanks for listening to Nats Talk On The Go. For more information, check us out at natstalkonthego.com. To become a supporting member of the podcast, click on the special ops link at the top of the page or head right to natstalkonthego.com slash specialops. You can contact the guys at natstalkonthego on Twitter or send them an email at podcast at natstalkonthego.com. If you like what you heard, take a minute to review the podcast on iTunes and help us spread the word. See you next time. Let's go Nats!